Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are intentionally choosing to fix your heart on Jesus. My hope and prayer are that this study would encourage you and remind you of who he is. The holidays can be crazy and life can be challenging, but when we shift our focus and remember who he is, everything changes. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media. You can also hit the button to share the episode via text with them. We both know we could all use something that will help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of the study away to our members. And we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, MMA Jenkins, and myself with worship from Christine Knuckles. Do not miss this. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started with celebrating who he is. Day 16, Gracious by Ashley Irons. If you haven't already spent some time in prayer today, praise God, repent of sin, ask for others and yourself, yield to God today, wait and listen. There's a great woman of faith in Luke chapter 8 who teaches us about grace. Many of you are probably familiar with her story. This woman suffered with an issue of blood for 12 years and spent her entire life searching for healing and relief. She was running out of options when she heard the news of Jesus, the one who heals and restores. She heard of the great things he had done and believed that if only she could touch the hem of his garment, she could would receive healing. So she pressed through the crowds and reached out her hand, touching the hem of his garment, and immediately the flow of blood stopped. At which point Jesus says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Read Luke 8, 40-48. Luke 8, 40-48. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named, named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had had discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out for me. And when the woman saw, and when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This woman spent all she had searching for healing, going from doctor to doctor. She was suffering with this sickness, and it was was only getting worse. By this time, she'd reached her wit's end, which is a good thing. And she was at the right place at the right time. Jesus, the healer, was there. 
Did you notice how she didn't bring anything to Jesus for her healing? Because what Jesus has to offer is not for sale. It's intangible and unearnable. Grace. Describe a time you pressed through the crowds of doubt, fear, impossibility, or temptation to get near Jesus. Question. What kind of healing do you think Jesus was talking about when he said, your faith has made you well? Do you think he was addressing the issue of blood or the issue of her heart? We tend to worry about symptoms more than the real issue of sickness, don't we? Do you think the issue of blood would be her only issue ever in her life? No, but the well Jesus was referring to was the one of salvation. This woman believed when she heard about Jesus, and as a result of her belief, she came to touch his hem. I'd argue that even if the flow of blood hadn't ceased, Jesus would have still let her know that her faith had made her well. Jesus said, go in peace. There was a transaction that occurred, but it wasn't an exchange. She brought nothing, but took everything she needed to sustain her new position in identity and grace. When she touched the hem of his garment, immediately power left Jesus. Do you have that kind of faith? The woman with the issue of blood didn't bring anything, but she took what Jesus gave, and what he gave was power, the same power that would later raise him from the grave. So she gave nothing, but that power was freely given to her because of her faith, and it was that power that was going to keep her in the position of righteousness, not any work of her own. Read Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Verse nine, let's just keep going. Not as a result of work so that no one may boast. Because we often forget that it's by grace which we're saved. In what ways do you find yourself working to maintain your position as daughter to the king? You can't sustain righteousness, but you can have power to believe in what Jesus has done for you. He made you righteous. Many of us, after we get saved, somehow forget this principle. Somehow we find ourselves still working to remain righteous. It's like a gift. It's like getting a gift we've always wanted, only to get so nervous we might lose it that we barely enjoy it. Then we spend money to protect both the gift and our investment. Have you ever heard of salvation or righteousness insurance? Guess what? You didn't purchase your own salvation or righteousness. Why are you trying to create your own insurance plan for righteousness as if there's anything you could do? You didn't make the investment. Jesus paid it all. So let's pray that he gets what he paid for. So go in peace. Stop toiling. Stop bringing God what he doesn't require of you. Once you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, which is the greatest gift you could ever ever receive. There's nothing he requires of us to sustain it. Question. How would your life look different if Jesus stood before you and said, go in peace and you obeyed? Jesus tells this woman to go. She didn't need to do any more reaching. She didn't need to touch the hem of his garment again. He said, go in peace because the reality is another hand was about to reach out his hand. And now Not just one hand, but both hands stretched out wide. When he finally reached out, he didn't reach through the crowd, but through death, hell, and the grave. It was his issue of blood that saved us. And when Jesus reached, it was finished. So stop working to sustain the gift of grace. Let me pause here to explain. 
I want to make sure we're not confusing the process of sanctification for the process of righteousness. Jesus does both the work of positioning us in salvation and righteousness and the work of sanctifying us, of making us holy. We can get this confused, especially if we know the Bible really well. We can use the Bible as a self-help book coming up with a 10 steps to remain holy. Be careful of subtle legalism. The Bible is not designed as a how-to book to become more righteous. It's not a self-save book of sanctification. If you think that's the point of the word, please explain Jesus' reaction to the Pharisees and the scribe. Scribes, the Bible is a reminder that God, that grace is something you can't buy or sustain. All you can do is receive it. And the last words Jesus says to her are go in peace and be healed of your disease. That's weird, right? Was she not already healed? Hadn't her faith made her well? What do you think Jesus was talking about? What, what would he, why would he repeat himself? Well, I didn't know the answer to these questions, so I decided to focus on the words well and healed or whole, and I found that they have two completely different meanings. The first mentioning refers to suitability and correctness, and the second mentioning refers to health or disease. By grace through faith, the woman had made righteous, was made righteous and in correct standing with God, and when she reached and when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was made healthy from that infirmity. So again, why would Jesus repeat himself if he already knows these truths? I had to do more digging and I found something I needed to hear. The words be healed of your disease refer to a present and continual state of being. Be healed was the woman's new name. When Jesus had called out to see who had touched him, do you think he, he didn't actually already know who did? The woman comes to him following, falling down on the ground in shame and fear. Jesus' last words to her were to let the woman know that she had a new identity and that she needed to accept it. Be healed, be whole, and exist in freedom because I've set you free from guilt and shame. She was so accustomed to the guilt and shame of her infirmities that she was still addressing the symptoms in a social response. She was being who she had always been. Open your hands now to receive God's gift of grace. Jesus gave this woman a new being and it was beautiful. She now, what you know, what kind of beauty never fades? Grace. In that moment, in those few words, Jesus robes her in grace and adorns her with freedom and elevates her identity. And he does this with you. You're beautiful in the eyes of God, but you may need to remind yourself of that fact. It's so easy to forget. Every morning, adorn yourself with it. Robe yourself, bathe in it, brush with it, lace it up, zip it up, tie it up, and carry it on your arms. Whatever you have to do to remind yourself that there's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you any less, do it. You can't buy God's grace. You can't sustain God's grace, but you receive God's grace. So adorn yourself in the beauty of it. Take a moment and think about your own definition for today's attribute of God. God is gracious. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you've learned from the Lord today? Is there anything you should stop, anything you should do or stop doing in obedience or faith because of what you've read? Who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? Stop and ask God to show you who to share this with today. Pray over that person or group and ask God for an opportunity and courage to share. 
If you share on social media, be sure to use hashtag HeIsAdventStudy and tag at Becky Kaiser. I hope that was encouraging to you. This Advent study was brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. As a reminder, I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to all of our members. Plus, we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, Mimi Jenkins, myself, with worship from Christy Knuckles. Friend, do not miss this. You have nothing to lose with that week trial. I'm so grateful you joined us today. James 1.22 in the ESV says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.